When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jordan Fraser, that's the game. What up, Bulls Nation? Welcome into the CHGO Bulls post-game show presented by PointsBet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. That sir right there is my guy, Big Dave. Follow him on Twitter at Bow. Bow. Sports. I'm Peck Bulls underscore Peck on Twitter. We are CHGO underscore Bulls, <laughs> also known as Steak Face. We got our pal and our producer Joey with us. Joey hanging out. In a eerily quiet CHGO Studios here in the West Loop. I like it, though. It was loud just now while we were watching that game. It, yeah, was, that was, it was loud when it was just you guys in here, and I came back from picking up my food, and I could hear you as soon as I opened the door to the, <laughs> to the building. To the building. <laughs> to the building. He could hear the, two floors down. <laughs> Joey, hoops are back. Yeah, man. Again, we're not at a 10 yet. Just letting you know. We're I know. I know. We're close. I, know. We're close. I don't think I've seen you guys even at like a 9 still. I say you've seen us at an eight. At an eight. Definitely seen us at eight for that Heck, playoff game. when Game when the two Bulls of Bulls-Bucks. Yeah, I was yeah, getting, yeah, that I was, was pretty, pretty yeah. close. Yeah, that we was good. There, man. That was yeah, good. That was close. What's going on, everybody? Hello. <laughs> Herbert in the comments. Marco is gone, guys. <laughs> was he ever here? <laughs> I know technically he checked in for some garbage time in that fourth quarter. Oh, man. I don't know. We- uh, Charles, keep Pat coming off the bench so he can find his offensive game. We will talk about that and much more. Yes. So much to get to in this game. So much. So, so many, many activities. Th- like, I, 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 you know, in our segment one block here, I just started jotting down talking points, and I'm like, there are too many. Uh, where do you want to start, Dave? Oh, man. Other than the fact that the Bulls win yes. 131 to 113. First amazing. win of the season, mm-hmm. even though it's a preseason win. And our guy, Will the Goat Gottlieb, Tweeted out the cat. The cat is back. The cat is back, and you were very excited mm. doing your Matt Peck Just rocked dance. out to it right here in this you chair. Did. You did. Right I before saw we went happen. on the air. I definitely saw it happen. It went down. It it looked something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but he so was good. happy. Everybody was happy. No, it was just great to get that win. Uh, in the preseason, I'm always just about getting a win. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to go undefeated, and I don't want to lose every game. Right. I just want to get at least a win, and then I don't care what happens after that. So they got that win. That was nice to see. Um, a lot of different things that happen in this game, but I'll, I'll start here because uh, I want to start with the things we were talking about in pregame. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing that you brought up was you wanted to see better rotations mm-hmm. by the Chicago Bulls on defense, and I think we definitely saw that. Uh, we saw the – I mean, they had an energy about themselves that was a little bit different from the starters and the bench. Everybody from 1 to 12 on down looked like they were prepared to get out there and have some fun and play some basketball. So I, I credit to them for everybody looking like they were out there ready to play that game tonight. Yeah. So that was really good. Their rotations were crisp. They were on point. Their defense was right. And they were hitting their shots, as you said, shooting over 60%. So I don't, I don't know if the 6% helped that. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure it right. didn't hurt. Uh, and, and look, I mean, the, the Nuggets did get some open looks tonight, and they knocked it down at a respectable clip, 46.5% from the floor, just over 41% uh, 
uh, on 14 of 34 from downtown. Yeah. But the Bulls, in, in my opinion, didn't give them as many easy buckets at the rim right. as they gave the Pelicans because those rotations were a little bit cleaner. You also saw active hands from yes. everyone yes. on defense tonight. Yeah. We, we praised uh, Vooch after their preseason opener against the Pels because he was playing some active defense. His mm. blocks, he was getting hands in passing lanes. It seemed like a lot of these Bulls were doing that exact thing yeah. tonight, yeah. whether it was Caruso or even like Dalen Terry, who didn't check in until the fourth quarter. He and his defensive presence was immediate, immediately noticed. As as even in. Zach and DeMar had defensive possessions where you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. way to go, guys. Don't give them anything easy because yeah. then what does it do? It lets the Bulls get out and get easy buckets Absolutely. in transition. Absolutely. I didn't see the final score. I can check it, but I know at halftime, the Bulls were mopping the Nuggets in fast break points, Dave. Yeah, and that sure comes is. from competent defense. Absolutely, man. And, and you saw it. And the Bulls are better in transition. We already know this. This is their thing. They got to get out and they got to run. That's when they are at their best. And the guys who start that are the guards. Those are the ones who can start that transition break. And I thought Ayo did a great job of it. Caruso did a great job of it. Dragic showed up and did his thing tonight. Mm. He actually looked like he belonged out there. He did his thing. He was showing up. And Kobe White also came in, who was my stamp of the night. Pow, pow! Man. Came in and did his thing. He looked good tonight. He looked awesome tonight, man. He did what I wanted him to do all season long, just be aggressive and score. You know, don't worry about anything else. And he didn't look lost on defense either. Um, but, yeah, I was very, very proud of what Kobe White uh, did tonight in this preseason game because it let me know that he's been working and he's learning himself and he's getting to know who he is. But but back to what you said, yeah, man, that those transition buckets turning those fast break points were huge for the Bulls, and that leads to better things like the three-point shooting, like DeMar DeRozan getting more open looks uh, in, in the mid-range, like mm -hmm. Zach Levine getting opportunities to go one-on-one, -on -one. Vooch in the post doing what he wanted to do uh, also this evening, man. It was just really good, all-around good win. Uh, and it can't enough be said about Javante Green. And I was just about to talk about his threes. Thank you, Adrian. I was just Adrian. about to talk about it. I was just about to talk about it, man. I think he was three for three from the three-point line. And that was – remember when we did – when we talked he about was. that. In the proof, I was saying, like, if he hits that percentage on threes, man. <laughs> Dude, you and I for sure had a meathead hours moment. Oh, man. When Javante hit his third three. Dude. And we looked at each other and we were like, Dude, if Javante oh. hits 37% <laughs> – from downtown this season, yes. we're winning all the games. <laughs> yes, yeah, tons Cheers, of games. Bulls Nation. Tons and tons of games they win. Oh, look at it. Tune in October 19th, y'all. It's going to be in full effect. Mm. But, yeah, man, I was very, very proud of Javante. And can enough, said be, can enough be said about the energy that he brought right. to that starting lineup? Because that's what he brought immediately was energy and knowing how to basically run the flow of the offense and the defense. Everybody was in the right position knowing where they needed to be. It was great. It was great watching Javante do that, man. And yeah. I'm sure I'm sure we'll talk about that a little more about Patrick Williams and how he looked coming off the bench. But Javante looked comfortable in that starting lineup. Comfortable. He looks like a guy who is talented enough yeah. to start on an NBA starting five. Yes, he did. Which we always last season kind of joked about, like, oh man, we gotta start Javante tonight. Yeah. As if it were a not worst case scenario, but certainly not best case scenario. It's like, oh man, we gotta start Javante. Right. And, and regardless of the fact that any time that he was asked to do that last season, he stepped up he did. and gave this team what he could give them, which was more than expected, I think, mm -hmm. more often than not. Mm -hmm. And so to see him step into that starting lineup tonight and give you that all of that same stuff. And 
Shout out to our guy, John Sabine, because what does he say all the time? As far as stats go, steals, so overrated <laughs> as a stat or misguided yeah. as a stat. Yeah. You want to know how many steals Javante was credited with tonight? How many? Goose egg. Wow. You know how much Javante's defense made a start of a made a difference in that starting lineup and in the start of the game? Kajillion. Massively. <laughs> massively. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that leads us into obviously the big question of the night, and I know people are talking about it in the comments. Mm. The big switch from game one to game two of the preseason, Billy yeah. Donovan going with Javante instead of Patrick. Yeah. We have just heaped all of this hype and praise on Javante mm. for knocking down his shots, scoring in transition, and playing that Javante, five Javante's defense. Yeah. What did you think of seeing Pat come off the bench tonight, Dave? Uh, when we talked about it pregame, I was like, okay, let's see what it looks like. It might be the right move because that's where he's used to being, was coming off the bench and coming off at Florida State. It looked like the right move. He, he looked super comfortable coming off the bench, man. And, again, like again, it's all been a mental move with, with Pat Williams. That's all we've talked about. Nothing about his skill. Everything's been mental when we talk about him. When he walked in the game, Matt, the first thing he does is come in and he clamps up Michael Porter Jr. And then the next possession down, he goes up and he blocks his shot mm. to start a that break. That block was beautiful. It was a beautiful block, man. Like, he looked engaged. That was the first thing I said. I was like, he looks engaged. He looks like he's into it. He looks a little more aggressive with what he's doing. I, I like the way he looked. He just looked more comfortable. He, he looked like, yeah, this I'm comfortable here. That's what it looked like. It right. didn't seem forced. It was like, I look more comfortable here. And maybe it's because he feels like it's not on him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not on him to be the dude out there. And that's what it is when you're a starter. You know what I mean? Certain things are on you because that's how you get, you know, get that position. Coming in off the bench, you want to be a contributor. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It felt like he was comfortable being a contributor and growing into being a starter maybe later and stuff like that. We'll find out. But I just know that what I saw out there from him and the way he shot, the way he was aggressive with the basketball, getting to the bucket, the way he played defense, the way he switched on defense, all those things look super comfortable and clear for him coming off the bench tonight. It just did. Yeah, and, and it's interesting you say that because to me, the word comfortable – can have, in tonight's case, coming off the bench, as you're saying, I think, a very positive connotation yeah. to it. Some people could take the word comfortable, relate it to Pat Will, and say that's a bad thing. Sure. If we're complaining about something with Pat, it's that he is too comfortable sitting back or mm -hmm. laying back mm -hmm. and not putting enough emphasis on, I'm going to put my print on this game. Okay. I don't necessarily think that you're wrong, though. It's just an interesting word choice. Okay. Um, and, you know, I know our guy Mark K is hanging out here in the comments uh, saying, uh, somebody was saying the guards need to look for Pat more, and Mark said Pat not scoring is not on the guards. I had one play in particular, and shout out to also not that man in the comments who said, imagine if P. Will wanted it as bad as Javante, mm -hmm. and that, you know, wanting it versus mm -hmm. being comfortable. There was one drive Javante had where he just came off a screen, got the ball, came down the lane, yeah. went up, drew a foul, and then yeah. came crashing down to the baseline. Yeah. And on that play, I was like, imagine seeing Pat do that. Yeah. Just yeah. once, maybe twice. Yeah. And it didn't seem like asking a lot. But the fact that there was such a stark contrast in my mind in that moment of seeing Javante mm -hmm. move off the ball to get the ball mm -hmm. and then go hard to the rim. And that's something that we have seen from Pat so rarely, mm -hmm. given his size. Yeah. Pat is bigger than Javante. It should be easier for him. It should be, but it hasn't been. And it's not. And, and it that's the part been. that is valid when it's frustrating for 
guys like Marquet, and even for me tonight. Like, yeah, Pat had a fine game off the bench, and he knocked down some shots. I mm-hmm. think he shot the three confidently. I believe he was two of three, yeah. four of six overall. Mm-hmm. Had that block you mentioned. But it's still not like, why does he not have that same level of, I'm going to get to the basket like Javante does when Javante's half his size? I mean, it's a mental move, man. Everybody's different mentally. And remember, we talked about this in pregame, what the things you're saying. When Will was here, we talked about Billy Donovan putting him in a position where he's comfortable to contribute to the team. I don't give a damn if it's off the bench. I don't give a damn if it's starting. That's not a demotion to me. I'm like, is this going to help my team be better? Is this going to help Patrick Williams be better? It looked like it sure did. You know what I'm saying? It looked like it did help him be a better basketball player. So I don't see that as an L by you getting better. That's never an L. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he went to the bench be, and then he sucked, because most people who get benched go to the bench and then they still are trash when they get on the bench. You got benched because you were trash. You know what I'm saying? He got there because it was like, maybe you're better off of here. You know, that's all I wanted to know. Like, put him in certain positions to let me know where he's more comfortable at. He looked more comfortable there, and it helped your team, mm-hmm. along with Javante starting. Those things help your team. I never see that as a bad thing. Helping your team be better is not a bad thing, period, point blank. That's how I look at it. Uh, just saw this tweet uh, as clearly Billy has started speaking post game from uh, our guy Casey Johnson over at NBC. Billy said he started Javante over Patrick tonight, and the decision was just to try different groups. Now, that that could just be it. some coach speak trying to put a, you know, put a, a wet blanket on sure. what we're all doing here right now, which sure. is spending a lot of the first part of postgame talking about this decision because yeah. it was a big change. Yeah, it was a big old change. And, and again, not beholding this in, to any lineup. Young Billy, man, he's not. It's, he'll try anything to see. And I li- also why I like it is because I'm like, dude, we're not waiting around for you anymore either. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you we don't see it, look, man, maybe you do it here. We got to move Javante here because it's things we're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? I, I have no problem with it, man. Honestly, I think I would be more hurt by it if it didn't work. If he went out there and he still looked the same. Right. You know, and he still looked like, oh, man, he don't, he don't got that. Oh, think about it. He didn't look like none of that. He looked like, hey, all right. <laughs> he looked comfortable as hell. Will he stay there? I don't know. You know what I mean? Maybe they put him back in the starting lineup. Maybe it was to, you know, put the, put the battery in him and get some energy in him or something like that. I don't right. know. We'll see as it goes on, the coach, game three, game four, and start of the season and stuff like that. All I know is what I saw tonight I liked from Patrick Williams and I liked from Javante Green. I like both. Um, speaking of other things that made us happy tonight, in addition to Javante Green, Shout out to our pal Salim in the Super Chats. Thank you, Salim, saying, can we talk about how Vooch is back and his haters are in shambles? You do your thing, Matt. Big Dave, what did I say to you <laughs> earlier tonight? Yeah, I remember. That's why I said do your thing. Because Matt, Matt couldn't yeah. wait to get on here. I gotta, I gotta get set, that man his close-up, Joey. I had to set my beard down for yeah, a second yeah, there. Give so him his close-up. Let him do his thing. Ladies Where and gentlemen. Where are you at, Vooch haters? Matt, Where are you? I love that Adam and Stacey took some serious time on tonight's broadcast to praise that man. Yeah. Because through these first two preseason games, not only does Vooch look more comfortable and confident in his offensive role as a member of that starting five, Mm -hmm. by the way, tonight, 14 buckets, six of eight, including hitting two of his four threes, that man is playing defense. Yeah. And look. He didn't have to defend Nikola Jokic tonight. Correct, he did. Let's let's put that out there yeah, yeah. so we can all acknowledge that. Shock. Yes. That would have been tougher. Yes, I think but so. 14-7 and four dimes. 
in what? Like a, like a 20 minutes, 24 minutes? 24. Balanced, efficient night number two. Yeah. From Vooch. And now we're not getting ahead of ourselves, right. but right now, if there's anyone complaining about Vooch through either of these two games, what what are you looking at? Yeah. And right now, I need all of you to mm, please shut up. Please shut up. Shut up last year. Shut up six months ago. Take back what you said. Apologize and put your faith behind this man to be a legitimate stud starting center for these Chicago Bulls this season. Watch what he just did. Yeah. Watch him do it again. Believe in that man. Yeah, that's two games. Yes. And thank you for the preseason reminder alert. We appreciate that. But we didn't see that alert last game <laughs> when the Bulls were looking bad and everybody was freaking out. So, yeah. That, and I told you, man. Like, I t- didn't I tell you? There is no middle. This is either, this, oh, my God, it's the best in the world. Oh, my God, they're the worst. And then they're going to say, oh, well, it's just preseason. I told you this in pregame. This is what it's going to happen. This is what it's going to be because that's Bulls Nation. But you're right. It's preseason, but looking good is looking good. And he looked good in both those games. If he still looked like the Vooch last year, can you imagine what people be out here saying right now? No, they'd be going crazy. But he looked balanced. He's doing it from the inside out. He Mm -hmm. gets the ball. He's going into the paint. Giving the Bulls a post presence, man. It's comfortable having DeMar. It is. It's comfortable having Zach Levine because he can do it anywhere. But, damn it, there's nothing more comfortable than dumping it inside to a huge human being and saying, go get me some points. Right. And he can do that. He's, I mean, he's killing them with those moves, man. The first bucket of the game Dude, that you told that, me. Yeah, that baseline yes, man. where he just got established some post position on the baseline, backs down his guy, he feels him, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, DeAndre Jordan? Yeah, you're a million and decrepit. <laughs> you can't guard me. Why don't you take this step back, turn around, fade away yeah. in your face? Take that back down the and floor. And it's, it's interesting to me that, again, and it also the same for the Pelicans game, they go to Vooch early and try to get him some good looks. Yeah. And looks that are, shout out to our guy Kendall Gill, inside the three-point line. Yes. Get Vooch comfortable with his offensive rhythm inside yeah. and then have the confidence for Vooch to step out. Yeah. And we saw that play out to perfection tonight. And the other thing you touched on, which was brilliant and absolutely correct, was the defense that he was providing. The way he was being active with his hands. Mm-hmm. And like you said, steals don't tell the whole story. But he was active with his hands out there, man, Get, going for every single loose ball that came inside. What, what helps me about that and lets me know is it doesn't matter the center that he's going against. Because giving the ball inside to DeAndre Jordan, it's not like he's about to put a move on you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't matter, though, the Vooch. You, you, you coming in here, you get, mm-mm. <laughs> you know, ball, no. It wasn't like he just said, come on in, I'll defend you because you don't have no moves. No, the ball's coming inside. I'm making a move on it. That just gives – that's me – no, I'm, I can be excited to watch this all season, man. Right. So, yeah, like we said, man, when the pre, in the uh, uh, months leading up to this, he's a man with pride. He's a prideful, prideful basketball player, man. That's why he was so pissed every time he would come off the floor and throw in his mouthpiece right. <laughs> at the scores table because <laughs> he hated looking like that. He's not used to that, dog. He's used to being good. So he came in and he reworked his game. Remember, he didn't even go home. Right. You know what I'm saying? To play for his home team. No, he wanted to stay here and be better. And it looks like it's working for him right now in the preseason. We understand it's the preseason. Preseason. <laughs> no no joker tonight. Yeah. We, we get that. But yeah. we are throwing positive energy behind Vooch because we like what we've seen so far. It, it looked good. And check out Just Call Me ID in the comments who said, not going to lie, I was a Vooch hater, but I believe now. There we go. I love that you believe after two solid preseason performances. Yes. <laughs> Woo. 
whether it be Vooch or Kobe, who, as you see there at the Kobe. bottom of your screen, 15 buckets. My goodness. Uh, 15 points. Um, and look, you mentioned Zach briefly. I just wanted to touch on that because okay. I thought he was good about getting the Vooch. Getting getting the Vooch. Should we just call him the Vooch from now the on? The Vooch. Getting the Vooch. The Vooch is on fire. <laughs> he was good about getting Vooch the ball and getting his early looks. Zach had an off night shooting. He did. You and I both had a couple of instances where, like, ah, like a little out of rhythm. Mm -hmm. He forced that one, maybe. He yeah. finished three for eight and just one of four from downtown, but he had six dimes and one turnover. Yes. If Zach's shot's yes. not fallen, yes, man. And you can get facilitator Zach, find my teammates who I can feel and sense already yeah. have their shots fallen tonight. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. Let Zach take a night off from scoring 25 to 30. Yes. Yes. Give him a break. Give those knees a break. But when he was making his moves to the bucket, man, those moves he was making. Mm. Man, that one move he put on Aaron Gordon, when that step back oh, in the lane and oh then God. back inside, kissed it off the glass. Man, look, that man is skilled. The game just looks so simple to him sometimes. You're like, it's, I just when I, and when he did that, I turned to man, I said, man, he's going to have a 50-point game this season because it just looks so easy for him to score that way. So, yeah, seeing him and being allowing him to do other things while your team is still winning – you're allowing him to do that. And I think, again, I talked about that was one of the things I think he learned with all these injuries last year was house arrest mm -hmm. on the floor. Because mm -hmm. DeMar knows how to do it. You know what I'm saying? That's why I didn't call him a terrible defender. He's usually resting on the defensive end because he's going to score all those points. Zach is learning it now, too. He's like, oh, no, go do your thing. You know, I'm staying back here. You know what I'm saying? Play a little defense. You do you all right. Chill out. Oh, now it's my time to shine? Then I'll attack. Then I'll do something like that. Yeah. Learning how to be a professional. Yes, that's really all it is from my man Zach Levine. So, yeah, I'm not worried about him. I'm not concerned. I'm, I'm just more happy about him than anything. I mean, the Bulls starting five scored 22, 15, 14, 9, and 7. That's some solid balance. Yeah. Zach was the seven. That's awesome That's stuff. Great. That's that great. That is great. That's great stuff. Uh, can I, and, and can I speak on Kobe White for a second? Please do. Let me talk about young Kobe here for a second. Because Kobe was uh, also, Joey, who was my stamp of the night? Who was my stamp of the night, Joey? Kobe White. Papa. Kobe White. Papa. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to need you to get that sound did, effect, too. Did we get Pau Gasol back in a Bulls jersey? <laughs> when, did, when did I miss that pow, happening? Pow, pow. I'm saying pow, pow. <laughs> but, man, dude, I loved what I saw from him tonight. I truly enjoy it. And he did exactly what I wanted him to do. BMF and Kobe White. It's true. That's it. That's all that I wanted him to do. That is what you asked of him. Just be that. And he started off strong. He came in. He said, nope, I'm going to be aggressive. And then what I'd like, Matt, is he did not let the mistake stop him. Because I remember you, and I'm sure you do too, when he would make one, two bad plays in a row, that was it. <laughs> the game was over for Kobe White. He was going to try to fix those mistakes by going one on four or shooting the ball from half court or over dribbling and doing all those other things, and it wouldn't work. It seemed like as soon as he made a mistake, it was out of his brain. Right. It was done. It was like, all right, all right, back down the floor. Let's do it again. I loved it. And then the plays he was running. I, we talked about it when we did his breakdown, how much I told you he likes being at the top of the key and controlling the ball from the top of the key and mm -hmm. running things from the top of the key. The first thing we saw him do when he scored was get the ball at the top of the key and get that pick and roll going and then hitting Dragons. Then he got it back and gets to the bucket and And then score. the one in transition where he was hit. I can't remember if it was Dragons or Caruso that hit him with the throw-ahead pass. Yes. Oh, man. And as soon as – like before he even caught it the ball, it was Kobe Dragons. surveyed and was like, I'm going. Going. Period. He was not thinking about it, tucked the ball like it was a football and went right <laughs> to the lane and scored. 
I love when he realizes he's he's huge and he's big, man. Because I don't think people realize it watching him from afar like that. Like, no, nah, dude, this dude's like 6'4", 6'5". Like, he's not small at all. And I love why he was going inside and out. Like you said, he was going to the bucket and scoring. He was hitting mid-range shots. He was hitting his three-point shots. As you see, 50% from the three-point line. If this the Kobe White I can get, it needs to be consistent. That's mm-hmm. the only next thing that we're on right here is Kobe White doing that game after game after game after game. Right. I'm not saying every game is going to shoot great, but every game I still should be in double-digit points is what I'm saying. Right. You know what I mean? Even if he's going four, three or ten, right. it means we'll get to the line. You know what I'm saying? And do it like that and do it in that way. But he was MF and Kobe White tonight, and it was just really good to see, even though it was a preseason game, it still was good to see. T- tiny little nitpick. Four turnovers. Yes, yes. Love love what I saw yep. from Kobe tonight. Take care of those turnovers. Yep, being Kobe White. He was being um, aggressive, man. Uh, real quick, before we take our ad break, Bull Don't Lie with a comment that I enjoyed here. Love Kobe's performance, but he's got to stay consistent because Terry is going to be hard to keep on that bench this season. Yeah, I don't know how many times we said that. I, I, I love everything you just said there, <laughs> Bull Don't Lie. I agree. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, time for some sponsors to thank and Sponsor. shout out. While we're reading these ads, y'all, hit that thumbs up button because we got 250 plus of you in the live stream. Thank you. Thank you. And we've only got 50 or so likes. Aww. Hit that thumbs up button. Don't you like us? We like you. We like you. Show us you like us. Look we at, appreciate look it. Look in that corner right there. Boom. Like, 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 like. Joey's <laughs> telling you what to do. Yes, he is. Uh, now I'm going to tell you what to do. What and what you, you do? should do is What's buy that? some delicious meat products mm. from our dear friends at Green Ridge Farm, mm. which is a Chicago local meat and cheese company offering you better all-natural options. Nice. Makers of all-natural deli meat, sausages, and their famous meat sticks. Meat I got some in my fridge right now. Ready to go. Inventory is dwindling, <laughs> but I still got some. <laughs> These all-natural meat sticks are hardwood smoked for mm. eight hours. Mm. With 16 grams of protein per stick, make a perfect post-workout snack. Nice. If I were the working out type, they're a great sitting on the couch watching sports snack, too. This is true. If you haven't tried them yet, you seriously don't know what you're missing. They're delicious because they are made from recipes generations in the making, and being all natural, they deliver a fresh and flavorful alternative at snack time. You can mm. always find them in the refrigerated section at Costco or Sam's Club if you're a bulk shopper, mm-hmm. or in your local Chicagoland grocery stores. Yeah. And right now, when you order any three meat products from their website, greenridgefarm.com, right. and include a pack of meat sticks in that order, mm-hmm. those meat sticks, Big Dave, will cost you $0. Free meat sticks? Free meat sticks. Wow. That might be my favorite three-word phrase in the history of everything. <laughs> you want Matt to show up somewhere. Three words. <laughs> Free meat sticks. I'm there. He's in. <laughs> Use that promo code CHGO at checkout to get your free pack of meat sticks mm-hmm. when you make a purchase of three meat products or more at GreenRidgeFarm.com. One more time. Promo code CHGO. That's it. At GreenRidgeFarm.com. Mm. It's delicious. Delicioso, baby. And for show, and you know what else, Matthew? Mm. What time is it? Game time. Who? Oh, he's always on time with it. And you can be too, y'all, because Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in that seat you never thought you'd ever sit in, huh? That 50-yard line, that court side, behind home plate sitting next to Joey, chilling out, floor seats at a concert, maybe mm. Kendrick Lamar concert with Joey while he's there, put his hands in the air like he just don't care? You can do all these things, y'all, and it's possible 
on the Game Time app. Or you sit next to the backpack of the Jack Harlow concert. It all can be happening with catch, the Game Time app. Catch me dead there. <laughs> if the biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy, you won't find a better deal this season on Bulls tickets, y'all. You won't find it. Go ahead and look. I'll give you a couple seconds. Go ahead. Check it out. Check it out. Don't worry. Go. I'll wait. No, don't see it. Don't see it. You're right. You don't see it because you're not on the game time app. But why don't you come on and get on the game time app? Join the other 15 million people who have downloaded that game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Because if you love us, then you'll love this game time app, y'all. It's the best way to support us here at CHGO and the best way of buying your tickets through the link in the description. Mm. Created by fans for the fans, y'all. Because like I said, what time is it? Game time. Speaking of Bulls tickets, a shout out to Mario. Mario. Who was the winner of our preseason tickets giveaway. Yes, shout out to him. He uh, took a uh, snap to pick of his uh, beautiful view from up in the, the 300 level. He did. see tonight. He did. Looked like a good crowd, too, for a preseason game. As always. Place was packed. Way to represent Bulls Nation. Shout out, Mario. Not that I'm man. surprised. Oh, no. We're not sh- shocked by this at all, man. Um. It's awesome to see, man. I love, I love making people happy. Isn't it great? Hope you had a great time, Mario. Yeah, I do too, man. Um, you know who's maybe not happy right now? Who's this? The Golden State Warriors PR team. Oh. We'll get to more of y'all's comments about tonight's Bulls game, but we yeah. wanted to touch on this, and we okay. told you in pregame that we would. Okay. Draymond Green, mm-hmm. Jordan Poole, mm-hmm. not super friendly right now, Dave. Not super friendly right now, Matt. Um, we discussed this on our show yesterday, but yeah. all we heard was the news. Yes. The report that something happened. Yes. Then this morning, mm-hmm. TMZ, those mischievous little bastards. Oh, you little scamps. Someone leaked to them the footage from Warriors practice when this altercation between Draymond and Jordan Poole went down. Joey, if you please. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> okay. Let it be known. This so is a little bit more than a trash punch. There's there's Draymond, you can so. see, and you can tell that he's talking, Jordan Poole, standing baseline, mm-hmm. taking a step towards Draymond right now. Yeah. Obviously, there's no it's audio awesome. here, no so audio. you can't tell what's Obviously, going on other than the body language. Something being Draymond said. starts walking over, Yeah. gets up in Jordan Run Poole's face, him. and Jordan says, get, get off me, him, and boom. Oof, Lord. Wow. We man. don't condone violence here at CHGO Bulls, but yeah, Joey, we're, let's just rewind that a couple more times. That is terrible. That is horrible. Uh, Wow. Yo, man. I don't like First of all, hope Jordan Poole is okay. Yeah, man. That looked like a clean enough hit that maybe either he was knocked out. We haven't heard that for sure. Yeah. You know, I don't want to speculate too wildly. Right. But that was, you called it when we were chatting yesterday, a trash punch. Trash punch, punch. yes. Would you like to revise that statement? Oh, it wasn't a trash punch. Definitely. You're seeing it now. It definitely was not a trash punch. No, what it was was a sucker punch. Get out my brain, because that's exactly what I was about to say. Let me drive the ship. (laughs) It was definitely definitely a sucker punch, sir. For sure, for sure. Absolutely right. You are completely correct about that. I didn't like it at all. Like, from I wish I still had in my brain what I had in my brain. Because now you were moved in. I'm like, well, yeah, that you connected. It was clean. It was right there on the jaw. Square punch. That is the punch you throw on the street. You know what I'm saying? Like, that ain't the punch you throw in practice for somebody who just shoved you, man. I hated it. I really did. It's your teammate. Like, right. that's your... 
That's your yeah. teammate, bro. You I, don't swing on your teammate this way. Like, he punched him, bro, like he was on the nine, bro. Like, he was in the city, bro. Like, he, he punched him like he ain't know him on the street. Like, I'm glad Poole is okay because he was in practice today and stuff like that. So, I'm, I'm glad he's okay. You know what I mean? All right, because that could have really been a straight-up problem because he hit him with ill intent, yeah. man. He didn't – and, yeah, somebody bumps you chest to chest. That's your first reaction. Right. right? That's what – you see up. this comment here. You should have been prepared to fight when he pushed Draymond. You mean when Dr- when Draymond literally came into his airspace and I'll say this, like that is that is proper protocol. When when you push somebody, yeah, your hands should go immediately. You should be prepared to fight. That is true. The reason he wasn't is because it was his teammate. He was in practice with his teammate, the other millionaire. They didn't think that that yo, this is about to be a actual straight up fight. They don't know actual straight up fights. Like that, the only time there are is when, like, one punch is thrown and another punch is thrown. Not when a push happens. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, when when the push happens and then you throw a punch, that's a sucker punch to me. You know what I'm saying? That's how mm-hmm. I looked at it. I was like, that's a sucker punch. One more thing. So, AK says, I mean, Jordan punched Kurt. Obviously, we don't have, Listen, the, f- we don't have the footage of that. But, but I, Kurt punched him. I doubt it was that vicious but, of a blow. Like, that he really could have hurt. That he was a full-on like, But punch. that's what they're leaving out of that. Excuse me, Matt. That's that what they're good. leaving out of that is Kerr punched him. After the hard foul, Kerr right. punched him in the chest. And then Mike punched him back. That's a, that's a fair exchange of punches. Another example being, and like Bobby Marks had a tweet about this with some context and saying like, oh, by the way, if you were wondering what the suspension might be, the punishment might be, few years back, Bobby Portis punches Nico Miritich, his teammate, both suspended eight games. Bobby, shout out to my guy, Bobby shout Portis. Shout out, Bobby Quote Portis. tweeted that and said, I got an eight-game suspension for defending myself. Right, exactly. Because as all of the people who were witnesses to that Bobby and Nico incident said, Nico came at Bobby. He did. And Bobby defended himself. Exactly. Draymond got up in Jordan Poole's personal <laughs> space, as yeah. Joey said. Yeah. Jordan Poole shoved him off of him, and then Draymond was once again the aggressor. Those are different things. Two different things. The other thing that, Joey, you and I were chatting about earlier today when we we got here uh, before the game is, to me, this is completely different now that the footage has leaked. Yeah. yeah. If it stayed hidden and just, oh, it was an altercation, we're handling it internally, don't worry, this would have been glossed over and gone in a day. Yeah. Regardless right. of what the punishment for Draymond was, yeah. we'd stop talking about it. Correct. But the footage is there, and now it's a bigger deal. Yep. Not to, like comparing apples and oranges, but it's the same reason that when the Ray Rice video came out, yes. everybody said, wait, what? That's all he got suspended for? Right, exactly. That? Exactly. Once you put visual to it, it changes things immediately. And so I don't know what their decision is going to be, you know what I'm saying, for however many games they're going to suspend him. But he's going to get suspended. Like, that's going to happen. Um, but whatever they it is, uh, I mean, it is what it is, man. But, man, dude, it, I just I just hated it so much. I really did. I hated it so much. I still hate it. It makes me cringe, bro, because it wasn't necessary. Man, that's your teammate, man. You don't – I don't know what he said, but it couldn't have been to the point where, dude, I want to end your life kind of punch. He right. was trying to take him out. With that punch right there, bro. He was really trying to take him out. I just, I didn't like it. I didn't like it, man. Oh, Marquez, I know you're not saying Nico better than Bobby in the comments. Nico charged be- at him twice. You better watch yourself, Two buddy. times. You better watch yourself. <laughs> Two um, times. And look, and that's, back to that's the part of this that's actually truly sad to me, is that Draymond has always been seen by his NBA peers and NBA fans as someone who's maybe got a little bit of a short fuse. Yeah. Certainly not afraid to speak his mind about things. Yeah. But... N- 
It's he's never, 32 it's, years old. He's 32 years old. Right. Grow the fuck up. Right. What are you doing? Like, I, I throw my hat a lot. Yeah. And you, and when I'm mad at my bulls or whatever, yeah. and you make fun of me and Joey, you tease me about it. Or mad at the I, air. I have, and like, I also crack jokes about like, you know, he who must not be named and how much yes. I would love to, you know, maybe stick one to him. It's jokes. I have never in my life been that actually triggered. Yeah. To throw a fist at some uh, another human being's face. Listen, you, you, at least I've always been taught not to start it, but to finish it. That's how I've always been taught. You know what I'm saying? And I and I'll I'll finish it, but I'm not gonna start it. You know what I mean? And this one, I promise you, if they this wasn't basketball and this was just in the confines of being out on the street, whatever like that, that's different. You know what I'm saying? That's a whole different thing in practice with your teammates, bro. Man, I love what I love what Lamar Jackson was like. Look, he's gonna have to see me every day after mm-hmm. this. We're gonna have to fight every single day. He called him the get back gang. We're gonna have to be the get back gang on this. And we're gonna have to go at it every day. And John Morant chimed in, like, yep, that's absolutely right. Shannon Sharp was like, yep, that's absolutely right. Every day you're gonna have to see me until I win because we are going to fight. That's how hard of the punch it was, y'all. That lets you know it wasn't fair. You know what I mean? Because dudes are like, nope, you're going to see me all the time. Not because you knocked me out, but because of how you did it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's and, it. And this is not a Nico Bobby situation where it's like, oh, this team's rebuilding and dog shit. Yeah. So we'll just trade one of you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Draymond yeah. is a staple yeah. of the most successful dynasty in the 2000s. Yeah. And Jordan Poole is about to get a huge contract to stay in Golden State because he just helped them win this championship. Yeah. It's not easy to just be like, oh, can you guys not get along? All right, well, we'll move one of you. <laughs> right, exactly. Because it's Draymond, yeah. four-time Warriors champion, right. and Jordan Poole, rising star. Do you remember we talked about last time, we, when this first news first came out, and we talked about it with Will, and I asked him, do you think he will retire a Warrior? And at first, it was like, yeah, sure. I, I want to know what the answer is now that, you know, we've seen his footage. Because now it's like... Well, will he? You know, you don't know. Maybe they will, you know, let him go. Maybe they will because they don't want to deal with this. Because now, dude, this is a cloud now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Over your organization. This is something you're going to have to talk about and have a press conference about. And, this dude and it was very face. obvious between Igudala, Curry, Kerr, and Bob Myers' response that, that the team backed up Jordan Poole in this instance. See, and they came out very quickly with the Chris Haynes tweet and said, this is bullshit. Don't because Chris Haynes is a is a known relationship guy with Rich Paul, sure. Dre's agent. He's tweeted that out right away. You know, Jordan Poole's changed his attitude. And and the vets on the team immediately are like, don't start spreading this. And Curry said at the media day, like, no, he's this he didn't do anything to warrant that. And yeah. so that speaks volumes to me, knowing that the team came out publicly and says, yeah. you know, no. That's and, not no chance. And you know what other other question? Because Reggie Miller asked this question, like, how the hell did this tape even get out? He asked that question, and I thought about the obviously TMZ gave somebody something. All right, mm-hmm. some somebody that whole two point six million thing that was going yeah, around Twitter today, yeah, false, false, very false, not true. But something I think they gave him something. But my thing was, man, whoever did like, do they like Draymond? You know what I mean? Like, right. do they even like him or Jordan Poole? Like. Uh, it, that's what it made me wonder because is the this person stuff who works out. in the Warriors practice facility who leaked that? Do they have a vendetta against one of those guys? Yes. Or are they were they just trying to make a quick buck? Yeah. Either way, both TMZ. are bad. You right. know what I'm saying? Not something you Either want way. in your organization. But you know what's worse than that person leaking it for whatever personal gains or personal vendettas is the Warriors as a organization and PR team coming out and saying 
this is horrible. I can't believe this was leaked, and we are going to open an investigation into how this got leaked. That's not what you should be upset about, dude. <laughs> you should be upset about one of your players knocking out your other player at practice. Yeah, man. Don't be all upset and, and in a tiff about, oh, oh, uh, oh, let me clutch my pearls. Our dirty laundry has been exposed because there's a leak. That's not the, that's not the issue. No. If that's what you think the problem is, you're missing the forest for the trees. And it's like when those people got upset because it got leaked that they were about to overturn Roe v. Wade. Not to get too political <laughs> here, but it's like, really? That's the shit that y'all are upset about right now? It got leaked. Priorities. Yeah, man. It's it's not good. It's, it's a horrible, horrible situation. So do you guys think the Warriors it. can rebound from this? Because they have one of the best, yeah. one of the best, you know, uh, like they continuity Teams. when we talk about yeah, it. Like, and, and their organization is built for stuff like True. this. Steve Kerr is as good as it gets. Steph Curry is one of the best teammates in in any sport, in, any in modern sport. sports. Right. Like, and they were talking today about how this is going to be like one of the biggest tests of his leadership and the hold he has on that locker room. Sure. And it's just it's interesting to see which direction they'll go from here. Very interesting to see um, a, a team just coming off of winning a championship. You know what I mean? Like they just won a title, bro. That's what they just did. And so to have this the first main thing and something that's going to be talked about throughout the season is going to come up. Imagine what Jordan Poole is going to be dealing with on the court now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you want to come at me? You ain't coming, Draymond? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, that's going to happen, man. Like, that's, it's going to be simple. Draymond better have the best year of his career. Like, that's all I'm saying, bro. He better have that year uh, right now, man. I'm sorry. Charles, I know you're in our comments a lot. You're tuning in a lot. I appreciate you, man. But how are you still on, on the side of people who are like, well, Jordan Poole had it coming. Should have been ready. Really? Most guys are prepared to defend themselves. If Poole was prepared, he wouldn't have gotten that type of punishment. All right, Charles. Let me see. Um, Draymond Green is walking up and gets in your business, and you try and shove him away, and then he very quickly throws a fist at your face. You ducking in time? You counterpunching in time? It's real easy to sit there and say that while you're clackety-clackety-clack. Oh, Jordan Poole should have been ready for that punch. You fucking kidding me, dude? Get out of here. Yo, Who's blaming man. Jordan Poole in this? Yeah. No one with any sense in their brain put. No, nah, man. You can't punch somebody like that. Especially, and I can't emphasize that it's a teammate, bro. You know, teammate. In basketball, man, they talk about it all the time. When they fight, it's always a bunch of, don't hold me back. You know what I'm saying? Hold me back now. Hold me back. I'm going to get them. Right. It's always shoving, talking, maybe some wrestling. You know what I'm saying? But it's rarely ever come to the point where you just throwing fists and connecting with ill intent for somebody like that. First thing that comes to my mind when I saw that was Rudy Tomjanovich. Honestly, that was the first thing I thought about, dog, was that punch right mm -hmm. there. But I'm not saying it was on that level of viciousness of, where, of how hard he hit him. But that's what I thought about. That's what it came to me. Like, damn, dude, he punched that dude. Like, he really straight up just punched him after kicking it off. Like you said, got up in his business, in his space. That's a common reaction when somebody gets to your space. Back up off me, man. And that's when he stepped back because he's like, I'm on 18. He is not going to. Oh, shit, he is. It's <laughs> <laughs> right. exactly how it happened. Terrible, man. It was terrible, a horrible situation. Uh, I don't know what else is coming. And there goes Eco Bean talking about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. if, I don't know what's going to come of this or how long he's going to be suspended or what's going to even happen with Jordan Poole or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But. I, it sucks that it's out here. It is, but it sucks even more that this happened. That he punched his teammate like that. Yeah. Um, 
And it's interesting because I, I, you probably saw it. It was going around today too. An interview that Draymond was doing or a video that he posted like a while back talking about his first impression of Jordan Poole when Poole came in as a rookie to training camp. Yes. And Draymond singing his praises yes. for being a rookie yep. that had a pretty big mouth on him. Correct. To be like, hey, I, I might back it up, but I'm going to talk shit. I'm, I don't care if I'm a rookie. I'm here to prove that I can play with all y'all yep. and that I'm better than most of y'all. Yep. And yep. Draymond being like, I appreciate that. I yeah. respect that. Yeah. And then it's crazy to like go back and listen to that impression that Draymond has of this teammate of his who he just went through battles with, won a title with, and then Draymond still being the type of person who could be like, oh, one step too far, yeah. Mr. Poole? Yeah. Cool, I'm going to knock you out? <laughs> Grow up, Draymond! <laughs> Come on. I saw Bomani Jones say the word unhinged mm -hmm. when he was talking about how Draymond looked. You know what I mean? It was just about the look of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, because he, he really punched him with ill intent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what makes it look like, whoa. You know what I mean? It makes you step back. Bro, we never even saw Latrell Sprewell choking out PJ Carlissimo. Oh, I did. So in up our, here. That's what I'm saying. In in our heads. Up here I did because I was like, get him, Latrell. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, well, we were on the same page with that. Yeah. But <laughs> but I'm saying, like, since there was no visual to it, there's still some stuff you can actually remove. You know what I'm saying? And and not have in your brain about it. You can either make it more this way or make it more that way. Now that you've seen it, you can't make it no way but what it is, man. And as he swung hard on this kid, man, right, really hit him, dog. And and my man buckled him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like he straight right. buckled he him, went bro. Down. It's a sucker punch, um, me, bro. Claire in the comments, I I agree, saying you wonder what's going through Draymond's head. You're defending champion. Uh, you got the KD summertime drama that goes on. You got your TNT deal. What's going on in your head when you're like at the top of the NBA world? Yeah, and you still have this moment of weakness where. You you snap. Yeah. And you throw a hard, aggressive, violent punch at your teammate. Yeah. It's I'm, craziness. I like what Marquez said uh, <laughs> about that. Like, punching a little guy smaller and, and younger than you does not make you about that life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's for real, man. Like, don't make you that. You know what I'm saying? Don't make it cool. It ain't cool at all, man. Like, it, it sucks, bro. Like, and it sucks for everybody involved. You know what I mean? Because honestly, this is all it's going to be for them all season. This is what's yeah. going. You remember when the Nico and Bobby thing happened? Mm -hmm. That was it. You know what I'm saying? That's all we were going to talk about all season long, man. You know, we'll see if it helps them. It hurts them because then the Bulls started winning, and Nico said, "Oh, I can play basketball," and then they started winning. Like, no, you're not supposed to. We we're trying to lose, but we're not going to get into that. But yeah, man, it, I will see how it works for them because you're right; they're good at rallying. You know what I'm saying? And dealing with adversity, they dealt right. with KD and Draymond right. situations before and won. So we'll see how they rally and come up with stuff like this, man. But that sucks. It sucks, man. It sucks. It does. Um, all right. We will close that chapter there. <laughs> Kevin. Kev, Kev. here for all the Latrell PJ talk, too. I don't know, but I was a diehard Latrell Spreewell fan. Yeah, I was rolling with Spree. I mean, like, especially, like, you know, he was a part of that late 90s Knicks team that yeah. was real good. Yeah. But then once the Bulls dynasty broke up, yeah. I was like, all right, well, like, I'm still a Bulls fan, but I'm all about any NBA entertainment across right, the board. of course, of course. Love Latrell. Spree, dog. When that, Listen, when that story, I was like, pfft. PJ Carlismo probably deserved it. Bro, you ain't just going to choke your coach out for no reason. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. You ain't just about to put your hands on the coach for like that, bro. Yeah. Something was saying. That's all I'm thinking. Uh, with the remaining time, we will get back on track a little bit and talk yes. a bit more about this Bulls-Nuggets game. Anything mm. you guys want us to talk about, what you want to talk about, throw it in the comments while Big Dave mm. shares these words from our friends at FOCO. Chicago! That's me. <laughs> you already got the best coverage of your favorite teams. So get fitted out in the best sports gear around. And that place is FOCO.
They got you covered from Soldier Field to the United Center. Anything you need, y'all, north side to the south side, hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. In between. Get decked out like Damar. <laughs> what is this? With apparel from the leader in sports merchant collectibles. Again, that's Foco. Looking for that perfect gift for that football fan in your life? Because you know you got one. And if you don't have one, what are you doing? Get your football fan in your life. And then go get them one of them cool hoodies from Foco because it will help you fight that Lake Michigan breeze because winter is coming. Ooh. Oh, shout out House of Dragon. Check out Foco.com or click the link in the description below for all the non-presale items. Use this promo code, y'all, C-H-G-O. That will give you 10% off of all the non-presale items. Get on down with Foco because it's Foco. Shout out to Schwo with the super chat. Throw the super chats in here. We got like 10 or 15 more minutes, guys. Come on, toss them. Schwo said, uh, can the CSGO faithful collectively come up with a free throw distraction? Okay. uh, Because there are 41 Portillo's hot dogs on the line for consecutive fourth quarter misses. (laughs) So you're saying that for every home regular season game this season, you want to, you plan to attend and witness our opponents miss Two straight free throws in the fourth, so you get 41 free Portillo's hot dogs. Is that what you're saying, Schwell? If you can agree to that, then I think we can agree to come up with something. Sure. Yeah, you go to I'm all really 41. I'm really good at saying annoying things to people, this is especially his, as a sports fan. This is his jam. You're talking to someone who has been physically removed from Madison Square Garden, you yes, guys. Yes, and, and proud of it. Damn proud. <laughs> this is what I, I I think we're, we're missing it here, though, because mm. to me it's not about wanting the free Portillo's hot dogs. Mm-hmm. And I think – didn't was it you and me and our pal, say mine, who had a discussion about this not that long ago when they made the switch over? Because it used to be – a free Big Mac. Definitely use the Simple, Bulls win Bulls and score 100 plus. Yep. Big Mac. Big Mac. Now it's like instead of rooting for the Bulls to do well, right. they are having you root for their opponents to just break free throws. Yeah. And Portillo's is not as easily accessible. Yes. It is not for all the masses, for Bulls Nation, whoever and wherever you are, mm-hmm. as a Big Mac. Yes. Like, I know that Portillo's have started sprouting out. Yes. Like, all over the place now that they've sold off and become public and franchise and whatever. And shout out to But Portillo. even still. Yes. They, this is something they did not need to mess with, and I, it still bugs me. I agree with you. It, it was simple. Even though I don't eat McDonald's like that, it's still something. I would take the ticket, and I would soon, if it was a homeless person, I Only saw somebody Only times in my life hungry. I've eaten a Big Mac is yeah. when I went to a Bulls game the, the night before, and they won and scored 100. Right. Well, and my, I was like, I will redeem this. That's right. My point is, you're giving me something free I can give to somebody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Immediately. Hey, man, you hungry? Hey, here. Right there. Like, I, I, you took that away. Like, it was a joyful thing getting that and then see people running up and down the court with those Big Mac signs. It was an awesome thing. I understood why they removed it for the points because scoring 100 points is a normal thing now in the NBA. Well, yeah. I get that. If you're winning the game without 100 points, right. you're like, woof, what happened Seriously. in that game? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the removing it and the win, you know right. what I'm saying? That's what was key. So Taking make it 115 and a win. Now, you see what my brother says, Matt. Inflation. Inflation in the nation. In the nation. Now, again, you're talking, to, brother John. You're talking to an economics major. <laughs> you're talking to an <laughs> economics genius. So I'm rolling with what he said, and he's right. You know what I'm saying? I get that, but that don't mean he going to have to like it. You know what I mean? We don't want the hot yeah. dog. Like he said, it's hard to find. And you talk about the inflation. There's inflation on the gas, too, baby, because now I got to go find a Portillo's somewhere mm-hmm. out there beneath the red moonlight. Yeah. But 
See, I just go to Costco for my gas. Okay. Because you know what else I can get at Costco? You get at Costco. Some Green Ridge Farm delicious meat sticks. Oh, the meat sticks. <gasps> Did I hear what I think I heard? Did you hear the buzzer? We might have a quick little check-in. We might be having from this. From the goat. Look at this. We don't even need sound effects. Make the oldest face. Himself. Make the oldest mm. face. Hi, Will. Hello, William. What's up, buddy? What's up, my dudes? How uh, are you doing? Welcome in. Say hello to Will the Goat Gottlieb, everybody. Follow him on Twitter at Will underscore Gottlieb. Pusha, if you aren't already. <laughs> uh, first things first, Will, I saw it. The first Cat Bulls victory tweet of the night tonight. How did you feel with that transition uh, from our, our friend Stefan No. I had it queued up like late in the third quarter. I didn't want to didn't want to mess up. Didn't want to, you know, I wanted it to go smoothly, and uh, I think it went off without any hitches. A lot of ground but talking I'll, about I'll tonight's have... game. Um, Vooch, another strong game. Obviously, we talked about the uh, the whole Javante flipped into the starting lineup for Pat thing. Let Let's start there. What did you think about that decision from Billy, and how did you see it uh, play out, and 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 how it paid off for the Bulls tonight? Okay, so this was like a dramatic post game conversation. I mean, Billy was getting drilled with questions about why why didn't they play the fourth overall pick in the starting lineup? Why are the Bulls better? Is this a permanent thing? Is this a demotion? Was Mark K at the post game press conference. <laughs> Mark K was just going bang, bang, bang with the questions, but uh, basically the sentiment from Billy was, we just wanted to experiment and see if we liked that unit better. Basically, Patrick has been practicing with both of that starting unit and the second unit. They went in this game from a nine-man rotation to a 10-man rotation. And so they wanted to just like go with the bench unit and let Patrick, I think, have the ball a little bit in his hands more, which I thought was I thought was a good thing for him. And then I think it works better in the starting lineup too. Like Javante adds so much more with his cutting and his defense and his willingness to shoot the ball. Um, he's not a perfect player. He turned it over a few times. He you know, gave up some buckets and things like that. But I just think his fit with Damar and Zach specifically is a little bit more seamless. He's cut into the basket and getting uh, back, back cut passes from Vooch. Like it just makes a lot of sense. And then Patrick was uh, also grilled about it after the game in his, in his locker. Um, and he mentioned like playing with, playing with Dragic and having Dragic like tell him where to be and how to position himself and where to receive the ball. And I think that makes a lot of sense. Like we, like I think uh, Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton are a great example of Chris Paul just like basically turning DeAndre Ayton into a player that understands how to be a pick and roll role man. And I think for Patrick to have more success, he needs to be coached up a little bit more. He needs to be more involved in plays. I mean, he even said at practice the other day that he tends to dwell on his mistakes and that the best way to avoid that is by being involved in the next play. And so I think this actually could be a really good thing for him. I understand he's the fourth pick and need to get more out of him and all that, but um, I kind of look at it the other way. Well, there seemed to be a different uh, kind of rhythm with the team tonight. Like they played with great pace on both ends of the floor. Um, and I'm not, I'm not going to just attribute it to Javante Green and, and uh, Patrick Williams making that swap. It feels like everybody, you know what I'm saying, kind of stepped up tonight. What, what other things do you attribute that to? Uh, I think they did a much better job getting out in transition and then spacing the lanes, like just the movement in general, I thought was a lot better. Um, and the way that they were able to create space in transition. And then in the half court, I think that 
led to just like more drives into the paint, more paint touches, getting into the teeth of the defense and spraying it out. I think that's kind of the style of play that is going to help them be successful this year because we also saw a few possessions where Zach or Damar was just kind of like dribbling, dribbling, dribbling into a jumper. Sometimes it goes in, sometimes it doesn't. But for them to optimize their offense, I think they need to take some pressure off of those two guys. And the best way to do that is what we saw tonight, I thought their transition game really opened up a lot for them. I don't know how many points they ended up with in fast break, but it really felt like a lot. Um, it wasn't just the Pat and Javante switch that was different from my eyes tonight as far as Billy's rotation will. I think we saw more of a mixture of Billy playing starters with second unit and then leaving certain second unit in when most of the starters had come back. And it wasn't just the... DeMar, go play with four bench guys for a stretch of minutes like we saw in preseason game one and a lot of last season. Was there any particular five-man lineup that really piqued your curiosity tonight that we maybe hadn't seen a lot of yet? That's a good question. Um, the one that I noticed was uh, the first unit that they brought in. So they brought Javante and Io out but kept Zach DeMar and Vucin with Patrick and Dragic. That was one that stood out. Um, as a lineup, I mean, Dragic played awesome. If he can continue to get up and down the floor like that, he was playing defense. Like he was poking the ball away and getting steals. Mm. Um, like I said, I think that helps Patrick out a lot because he's just creating easier offense. And I think DeMar specifically, but also Zach and Vooch to a certain extent, really like to slow the game down. And I think that counterbalance is something that worked really well with Alonzo. And so I think we're going to see a lot of Goran Dragic for good and bad. Uh, he had a great one tonight, but you know, there's going to be moments where he's not as good. That one really stood out to me, but I also kind of liked the all bench unit with, um, you know, you know where I'm going with this, Dave. Come on, the, like fourth quarter lineup with uh, who was it? I think it was um, it was Javante, Derek Jones at the five, and then Kobe and maybe Io or something. DT was out there. DT was out there for that lineup, I think. Yeah, and those lineups are just flying up and on the court mm -hmm. None of them are great shooters, but I think they're all athletic and cut enough to where it, it makes up for some of that. We did not see a ton of Derek Jones today, but um, that's a lineup that I just, I want to see more of. I want to experiment with that kind of thing. And it was funny actually, because pregame I asked Billy if he was going to be like experimenting with some of that stuff and like what his philosophy about, you know, working on the fundamentals and the pillars of what they're trying to, you know, make their offense versus, the balance of that with like adding new things and trying to be experimental in the preseason. He was like, yeah, we need to, we need to like set the habits right now. We need to like get to the basics and install the fundamentals and then throws a curveball and starts Javante. And then he's playing all these small lineups and things like that. So uh, I thought it was pretty funny, but I do appreciate the fact that we're starting to see, I think a little bit more structure in the rotation pattern. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I think people are going to freak out about this Patrick thing moving to the bench, but I think it could be really good for the Bulls and for him. Yeah, we agree. And just to tell you, the Bulls had 23 fast break points tonight Whew. to Denver's five. I will so take that. They yeah. definitely I did. Mean, that they, were, they were getting up and down, man. They looked mm -hmm. so much better. Yeah. And another guy that looked better tonight, uh, Will, was Kobe White. Uh, he was he was my, my stamp of the night. I wanted him to put his stamp on this game, and it feels like he definitely did that with the 15 points, shooting 50% from the three-point line. Uh, what was your take on uh, Kobe White in his game this evening? Dude, you're spoiling my, my post-game story. Um, Kobe, I thought, I thought Kobe was great. I had a chance to talk with him a little bit after the game, and I think he feels like this space and getting up and down 
is a lot more like to his strengths, right? I mean, when he came out of college, it was like, I'm flying up and down the floor. I can shoot it. I can create space and collapse the defense. Those are things that he was really good at. And last year when the Bulls got so stagnant, he really couldn't like play to his strengths at all. And so I think he looked a lot more comfortable out there. He's going to make mistakes. I I think his defense is still um, not where it needs to be. He's making bad reads from time to time, but I thought he just looked more comfortable and he's able to get downhill. And then as one of the few shooters on this team to just be able to get the ball on the run and create space like that with the threat of his shot, I think is really valuable. You mentioned the, you know, people making shots tonight, Will. 15 of 28 as a team from behind the arc, 53.5% on a very low volume. Yeah. These days in the NBA, yeah, if that, you're not putting up 33s a game, like, what, what are, are you, you doing? doing? Right. <laughs> and that's, that you know, actually, what we saw. Like, when, when they don't make bit. a solid clip, you're not shooting enough threes. Tonight, Dave and I were jumping up and down when Javante hit his third three tonight. Like, oh, my God. If he's, if he's hitting, because they clearly need it. Vooch knocked down a couple. Yeah. Dave mentioning Kobe knocking down some. What was your take on, on this very efficient night from three and uh, whether or not you think that what we saw tonight is sustainable? Yeah, I think sustainable word is, is the key one there because this game in so many ways reminded me of how the Bulls looked in the first half of the season, right? They were getting up and down. DeMar had like, I think he was like 9 of 15 or something. Like he was just killing it when he was in the game for limited minutes. Um I thought Vooch looked really good his post play. He had a few threes. I think he's four for eight on the preseason. Mm. But you guys, they're not going to shoot 50 plus percent from three again. And this is exactly what happened in the first half of last year. And everybody was saying, Billy Donovan was at the forefront of this, saying, sure there's was. no way we're going to continue to shoot like this. We need to find ways to score that are not so reliant because they do seem unwilling to take more threes, which I think is a dangerous game. But they're trying to get offense in other ways. I think transition is a huge part of that. Getting the free throw line is a huge part of that. Offensive rebounding is a huge part of that. Uh, We certainly saw the transition piece today, but um, I'm still a little bit concerned about, you know, if the, if the shot isn't falling, if they're not going to continue to just bomb away, then where is that offense going to come from? If you're not getting steals and getting out in transition, like you rely so much on your defense being really good to get that aspect of your offense. What happens if you're playing a really good team that has Nicole Jokic and you're not able to get those steals? Mm-hmm. Great question. Fair enough. Uh, all right, Will, we will let you go. Thank you so much for hopping in and spending some of your time with us during post game tonight. Uh, everybody, keep an eye out for that column from Will the Goat Gottlieb on allchgo.com uh, with his thoughts from tonight's game. And make sure you're following him on Twitter at Will underscore Gottlieb. He's a grown up. Will, appreciate the insight. Miss you, buddy. <laughs> we'll see you Sunday for Bulls Raptors, yes? See you Sunday. All right. Sunday. Will the Goat Gottlieb, everybody. Have a good one. All right, that's it. That's it. We're out of here. We're gone. We're done. Peace out. Bulls get their first victory of the season. That's the one. Parentheses preseason. Mm. But it feels good nonetheless, doesn't feels it, Feels nice, Dave? man. Feels damn nice. Feel good, Joey? Feel great. Mm. Let's do it. Let's go Let's go have a guess, weekend. Guess which of Will's favorite players in Houston has been great so far in the preseason. <laughs> and it's not Shen Goon. It's not? Oh, it's it's Tarisen. Oh, I was going to okay. ask Will before he hopped off. We'll he, has been good. he has been We'll ask him good. next I time. I think Will's heart is still broken that Tari yeah, was not on the board is. for the Bulls I think last summer. I think it is. But Daylon Terry is definitely mending that. Uh, I mean, yeah. as Shari says, what cat video? Go check out Will underscore What, you been living under a rock, I mean? On Twitter. Come what on. cat video? Hit the like before you leave. Hit the like. Hit that like Hit button. We've like. had like close to 300 is uh, the highest I saw watching with
with you. Uh, thank you guys. Yes, it's preseason. You, you guys are hanging out with us late on a Friday night yeah, here in man. Chicago. Appreciate you. And you're out here hanging out with us on post game. For sure. Hit that like button if you haven't already. Appreciate it. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We will be back on Sunday for preseason game number Trace. Trace. I guess the Toronto Raptors. We won't be doing pregame because no. we will be still finishing up our CHGO Bears coverage right. after the Bears let us down and ruin our weekend. <laughs> but then the Bulls are going to come in and give us a high note to end on for the weekend because they're going to get themselves another win, and then we will be here for postgame. We'll be here for the postgame, baby. Shout so tip-off is at 5 p.m. Chicago time, so postgame will probably start, I don't know, somewhere around 8 o'clock. Around 8-ish? Eight 8-ish. Eight yeah, Either way, as soon as that game goes final, we will be here right with here. our guy, Will Gottlieb. Tone, what up, boy? Bulls underscore Peck. Bow, BWL Sports. Bow. Will's at Will underscore Gottlieb. Joey is at Joey, Joey Spathis. Yes? Correct. Boom. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. Until Sunday, have a great weekend, Bulls Nation and Chicago. Stay safe. You'll know See red. Matches. Be good. 